With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter too, at VOC Nation. And this week's guest is perfect to have the week before Halloween because she is a huge horror movie fan. In fact, she has a lot of tattoos of some really cool characters from the movies, which we'll definitely talk about. And she also is a retired pro wrestler who was known as a classy broad. Mm. And she has two amazing podcasts. The first one's with her best friend, which is called The Best Friends Podcast. Makes sense, right? And the second one is Pop Drunk, which she does with her husband, and it's about Funko Pops. And let me tell you, their setup is amazing. It is immaculate. I love it. But I don't want to get too much into that because we're definitely going to get into it a little bit deeper once we get into the podcast. So if you don't know who I'm talking about already, this is Heather Owens, and you guys are definitely in for a treat. Hey guys, welcome to Talking Sass. Today I have with me one classy broad and she's into a lot of fun stuff that we're going to get into. Do you like those Funko Pops? We're going to talk a bit about that. Do you like horror? We're going to talk a little bit about that. After all, it's October and we're also going to be talking about maybe a little bit of paranormal. But before we get started with all that, let's introduce her. She is none other than Heather Owens. Hello, everybody. How are you doing, Heather? I am doing fabulous. How are you doing? I am doing well. It is the month of October, so I feel like you are in like the zone right now. Yes. So as soon as September hit, I started getting the Halloween decorations out. So this past weekend, all the outside stuff went up. It's beautiful. I have Beetlejuice and I have like this motion sensor. It plays a video in my yard of the Beetlejuice movie. Dude, I'll mess around for Halloween. That is my jam. Well, I mean, you can just tell from some of the the items behind you. I mean, I see uh, Freddy Krueger there. I see uh, all sorts of good stuff in there, living uh, dead dolls. But of course, one thing I know that we, I'm not as big of a fan as you are. 
but I do indulge a little bit in the Power Rangers as well. Oh, you do? Just, so, just a smidge, not so anywhere you, near you. So when you say you, in the Power Ranger-ness, like, like the original, like old school Power Rangers? Yes, I got started watching them, obviously, when I was a kid. Cool. And then I've seen the movie since. And then a couple of years ago, I don't know if you remember me being a part of Fireball Run or not. Oh, yeah. Okay, so one of the contestants was actually the original Red Power Ranger, Austin, and he was awesome. So that kind of like brought me back into it a little bit. Like I said, I'm, I don't have any memorabilia like you do or, you know, watch it like consistently or have tattoos like you do because I know you have some Power Ranger tattoos, but I dabble, I dabble. Yes. Um, sadly, I, I do have an obsession. So it's like so many people, they always collect something, but I was like, I'm a child. So I'm just like Power Rangers. That was, I don't know, man, growing up, like, you know, I love the Power Rangers. I wanted to be a Power Ranger. I wanted to date a Power Ranger. So yeah. Um, and since I don't have any kids, I buy toys for myself. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's not just you that you buy toys for, because I know both you and your husband, Ed, you guys have a podcast. Well, actually, you have two podcasts, but the one that we'll talk about first is Pop Drunk, and that is one that is strictly dedicated to Funko Pops. Yes. So what happened was the husband tends to buy a lot of stuff via the internet mm -hmm. and he would get these packages and he would just randomly open them up no big deal and I'm like dude we should start recording like you opening these boxes because you have so many like that was his it started with his like obsession mm -hmm. so um yeah just one day we just decided you know like this will be our thing and then we just decided that we would share with the world our chaos of the of the Funko Pops. But we we have probably close to twenty five hundred. Um, it's insane. Our entire basement is floor to ceiling wrapped around pops. Well, when I was doing research for this podcast, I went and I actually watched one of your episodes there on YouTube, and I was like. Oh, that looks so cool. Like I don't collect them because I started, I got like the couple here that I thought were cute and that I liked in my favorite shows or favorite movies. And I was like, this is just way too expensive and I have nowhere to put them. But like, I watched that episode and I was like, oh my God, it's like overload. Oh, absolutely overload. And the thing is too, like it started in the basement and now it's grown up to the living room. So we have all these shelves and they're in categories and so thank goodness though like we're only now starting to collect certain things so he is focusing on like the ad icons the serial monsters horror things like that mine's like power rangers um little pop culture type stuff so we hate anime i hate anime that's part of the game yeah. so for pop drunk, there's three rules. And, mm -hmm. you know, so we encourage people to play along if they're of legal drinking age, of course. Um, you have to take a shot if we pull something that we already have, if it's damaged, or if it's anime. <laughs> and there have been many episodes that both of us have gotten very, very intoxicated because he'll open one, I'll open one. He'll, so it's like we play against each other. Yeah. 
It's awesome. Like I love, like I've known you for gosh, probably 10 plus years. Yeah. And I, I don't know Ed as well. I've met him here and there a few times when he's around, but like, I don't really see him much, but like the chemistry that you guys have, like just knowing you as a friend, like it's hilarious. And like, I love it. You guys are just two like overgrown children, just having like the time of your life. Right. And I think that's like the biggest thing because we both, you know, we were both wrestlers. We met in wrestling, you know, and the way that we just feed off of each other. And I think that's the the wrestler mentality. Mm-hmm. Like we're just always wanting to entertain. So yeah. And it's fun, you know, to actually, you know, do something with the husband. Yeah. And you mentioned wrestling. That's how we met as well, of course. I mean, two girls coming out of Ohio, it's bound to happen because <laughs> Well, when I started in 2007, I know you were around a bit before I was 2005. Yes. 2005. Yeah. So I know like at that time there was like five or six girls in like the area. And then you say the area, but that's the entire state of Ohio because it was like clumped down in Cincinnati and then you guys were clumped way up here. Yes. And we're (laughs) at that time, we were about three to four hours apart, depending on which way you went and uh, exactly where you were going within the state of Ohio too, because sometimes you'd meet halfway for wrestling shows or whatever. But um, so I know that you trained with Les Thatcher originally, and then Mm -hmm. with Cody Hawk down in, uh, that was HWA. So you got to also train with Nevaeh, who I've had on the show, good friend of both of ours. Yeah, I was married to Nevea for pretty much the <laughs> beginning of my career. It's, you know, when you're, you, we were the two local girls. So mm-hmm. it was like every single match, we'd be like, all right, you, you and Nevea, you guys are having a program. We're like, all right. <laughs> so yeah, we've definitely, it's funny though, seeing old pictures of both of us, like the mm-hmm. wrestling gear we were in, just like, just the wrestling style and how both of us has like changed throughout the years insane well for the better too because oh absolutely (laughs) absolutely because I know looking back at some of my photos I'm like oh what was I thinking and I know I know you guys have thought the same thing on some of your older pictures like I don't know if that's just a wrestling thing in general where people just look back and they're like oh who why didn't anybody tell me that was rough you know what I, I mean? Think, yeah, I think everybody <laughs> has to go through that. Yeah, you know. So, but I love looking at old pictures. I'm one of the big like throwback Thursday type of people. So I don't know. Like I always like to reminisce over like, oh, that one time. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. Obviously, uh, I don't even know how many episodes I'm in yet so far, but all of them have been my friends so far. So it's like just basically telling stories of like what we did or you know, how they've progressed in their careers and so on and so forth. Like, it's just fun, you know, talking about what was and where you are now, I find. Exactly. And we all grow as people. And I think wrestling has definitely shown us some things in the world. And we have became better people because we have seen all of it. Yeah, in wrestling, you definitely... um what's a good word to describe this um (laughs) you are privy to some interesting situations in your life just because you're in the pro wrestling business and and it doesn't mean it's good or bad it just interesting things happen it just exactly it is like a lot of people they wouldn't believe the situations the stories you know that that have really happened you're like no 
it happened. We have witnesses that this happened. <laughs> so wrestling. Yeah, that's right. But you retired just a little over a year ago. What's it like now being out of the business a year and a half? So um, my last match was at war in Lima uh, against Paloma Star. And we were the very first main event women's cage match. Nice. So it was kind of like a big deal. And like, I was like, the way I want to go out, I was like, I, I don't know. Like I, I wanted my mom to be there. She was, she was in the front row. My mom was at my first wrestling show and she was at mm -hmm. my last wrestling show. So, you know, I wanted to go out on a very high note and I feel like I, I did that. You know, we, we beat each other's asses, but it was, <laughs> it was so much fun. And, um, I'm glad it was with Paloma because originally when I met her in, uh, resistance pro in Chicago years prior, um, I mean, she wasn't the greatest by any means, but by the time that, you know, throughout the years when we got to go head, head to head, it was, it was magical. Like it's weird to say, but it was just, everything was aligned, the stars, it was great. But so, so that was a big, big thing was going out on that note. But since then, my body feels better. I enjoy my weekends. Like those are like the biggest things is um, sometimes, yeah, I miss wrestling. I miss the atmosphere. I miss the locker room. Um, I just, I miss entertaining, you know, cause you can do podcasts and you can do things like that but it's a different type of, of entertainment being in front of, you know, crowds, whether you're good or bad. Yeah, definitely. I understand. It's to me, it's the adrenaline of being out in front of the crowd and being able to, I say like have them in the palm of your hand. Okay. Today I'm going to be a heel and I'm going to make them hate me. And it, to me, I don't know about you. I, I was a heel for 90% of my, my career so far. If, if it goes further, who knows? But um, it was so easy for me to just like make somebody hate me the instant I came out of the curtain and I, I thrived on that. And then when I was a baby face, it, for me, it's a lot harder. For me, I find it's very easy to um, make somebody hate you within a second, but it's very hard to make somebody like you without I, any, yep. anything. You know what I mean? Like, let's say you're in a new town or a new show that you've never been to before or there's somebody in the crowd that's never seen you before to come out and be like, I'm a baby face. And they're like, why do we care? You know? So for me, it was so much harder. And I don't know if that's how it was for you. Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, honestly, I want to say it's more 50 50 because anytime that I would go to other shows out of the Cincinnati Dayton area, mm -hmm. I'd always be a heel. So I'd be super excited. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to Tennessee. I get to be a heel. I get to, <laughs> you know, I get to call you guys dirty names and just because I I like to do the Ric Flair heel like you know blah 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 I'm great I'm mighty but then you know do the chicken shit type stuff and yeah I definitely loved being heel it was so much easier you know um even move wise you know it's so much easier to put heat on somebody yeah and but I don't know I I definitely I admit man that's now you got me all feeling emotional <laughs> though. Like I, I do miss that. But as a baby face, I think a lot of the promotions too, I was at, I was one of the main girls. And a mm -hmm. lot of times I would wrestle the guys. 
Mm-hmm. So I know, you know, you've wrestled guys. That's just yeah. kind of one of those things that you had to do in our time, you know, span of wrestling is there weren't that many girls or the ones that, you know, were around were either far away or really expensive or whatever. So you mm-hmm. had to work the boys. So usually when you have a female working a guy, the crowd's going to like that female just a little bit more. Yeah, definitely, because you have the underdog situation going on there, for, for the most part, depending on who you're working. I mean, if you have a guy who weighs 130 pounds, and it's a little bit more even keel, I would say, but yeah. you never know with wrestling. I mean, I remember I went when I went to England, I wrestled a guy there, and he was pretty skinny, but he was tall. And like, he basically just pulled me by my hair 90% of the match, but like, the cool, I mean, I'd never been to England at this point, you know, and when I started my comeback, like the crowd came to the ring and started like pounding on the ring and they're like, sassy, sassy. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is a moment. Like I felt, you know, and like, I find in intergender matches, you can get that a little bit more because usually the female is the underdog. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Cause I was never like lucky enough to go over, you know, seas or anything like that, but no, I've seen the videos and I'm like, man, they're really like on the ring. Like, yeah, just that. I love doing bar shows, bar mm-hmm. shows because you know, you have people drinking a little older crowd. Um, but yeah, they were just the intensities. It's a different level. Definitely. And that's, you know, one of the trips that we were on, we actually, we never really rolled together anywhere, but we had one trip that we were on together in Florida, which is where we bonded over something that I'm excited to talk to you about because, I mean, uh, we bonded over it, of course, like I said, and to find somebody else who like kind of is, I guess we'll call ourselves amateurs at it uh, because we're not getting paid to do it. (laughs) But it's so much fun. And that is paranormal going ghost hunting. And I know about two months ago, you went ghost hunting. It, uh, I wrote it down here, the Old South Pittsburgh Hospital in Tennessee. How was that? Yes, that okay. So that was my third overnight investigation first time there. So I've mm. been to Waverly twice. And I've been there. Oh, I'm so, so jealous of Waverly. <laughs> just saying I've I got to drive past it. And like, you know, it's like, all the woods are hiding it so like I just saw like the top of it through the trees and I was like it's so close well that's how I felt when I saw when I uh wrestled you I think one of the only times yeah in Mansfield I was just like hey I can see it it's right there so I understand (laughs) but yeah so um it was just a a small group of us my friend Beth she she kind of organizes all these little you know, paranormal groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and she actually lives in a haunted um, school just Ooh. north of Cincinnati. It's between Cincinnati and Dayton. It's called Middletown. And she actually lives in the haunted schoolhouse and they do tours and do all this crazy stuff. So she's kind of wow. like, she's like my go-to girl. Mm-hmm. So she coordinated the trip. There was six of us. And um, so we were there from 8 p.m. No, 6 p.m. to 4 a.m. Okay. And so I didn't get a lot on on camera, mm-hmm. like photos, you know, a couple people got orbs, things like that. 
but the biggest thing that was like crazy that happened to us is we were leaving, like we had the home base, you know, mm-hmm. that's where the lights and, you know, snacks and stuff is. Right. So we had one room and we were leaving there to like start investigating other places and we hear this loud buzzing noise. It kind of sounded like, like a huge thing, a locust, like mm-hmm. this, ah, like, what the hell is this? And we're like looking around and we're walking past. And then we turn and we look and we're like, is that the elevator? Mind you, this is in a hospital that's been closed down for over 10 years. Um, there's no power going to the elevator. And we even had the, um, I'm so bad with names, but yeah, EMF detective. There you go. Yeah, but it's like ran over, and it was just like no power anywhere. But we are we're staring. We're like, what the hell is that? And it just stopped. And we're like, holy shit! Oh man. So so that was like the big thing, but yeah, definitely got a lot of um like EVPs and stuff. Not so much when we were, well, take that back. So on the second floor, we were in the nursery, but that was also the same floor as um, like the rehabilitation, like drugs and alcohol. Okay. It was that floor. So we would get a recording, like we would ask questions and then this guy kept coming through and he would say, beer, beer. We're like, beer? Like, do you want us to bring a beer? Do you want a beer? And it just says, yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Was, and then, was that on a spirit box or did you get that like after the fact? Uh, no, that was on a spirit box, Okay, but I have box. it. I have the audio because I was recording from my device Okay, and they were doing spirit, spirit box. So I actually do have that, that, and it's like the progression. It's like a 10 minute conversation with, with this, you know, spirit that was in the, you know, he was in rehab and he wanted beer and we we're like well, we can't really bring you anything um and then we were like well you need to tell the you know the people that kind of run that place and we we're like mm-hmm. well, you need to tell that the caretakers and uh he was like all right oh that's amazing yeah for so, those who for those who don't know emf detector which she uh was talking about earlier with the elevator that's a electromagnetic field detector so it can tell if there's any electricity going on there and um, you said uh, EVPs, that's electronic uh, voice phenomena. Just for those people who don't know who's tuning in, like, yes. what are they talking about? Um, and a spirit yeah. box or a ghost yeah. box, it like runs through either AM or FN channels and it goes through it so fastly, but it can pick up, like it's easier for spirits to manipulate. Um, yeah. Yeah, the spirit box is awesome. It does, like she says, it runs on AM or FM dial and it runs backwards actually. So it's, you can't actually detect any words from it. It just basically sounds like static, but the um, idea is that spirits can take and manipulate that static to make words out of, out of whatever they want. And it's not like you're having, like she says, like a conversation, like I understand where she is, but like, you're not actually having like a conversation. It's like one word, and then like you ask a question and then it might take them like another like minute or so to get the energy back up to give another word. It's not like you're like, hey, how's it going, ghost? All right, we're fantastic. You know, it's 
For, it's, just for people who don't really understand, you know, because I mean, I'm sure a lot of people aren't into it like you and I. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like one word, like everything that we've gotten, you know, it's the max is like two or three words, but it's all like real quick. Yes. So, and because it, it's like I had to download a program and then you're just kind of like, you know, going through like an hour or two of just like listening to stuff. And then you just like see this little jump in the, you know, in the, you know, the audio. audio yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, what is that? So then you got to like zoom in on it. And yeah, that's like the coolest thing is like, obviously when you're there, but then it gets cool again when you go home and try to like listen and find things that you didn't hear before. Yeah, definitely. I totally feel that. And I, I'm actually surprised. Okay. So you've been to Waverly twice yes. and then you've been to uh, this hospital there. Um, you haven't gone to Bobby Mackey's? No. So that's like literally like 20 minutes away from where you live. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, and I've driven past it multiple times to go to work. So I've, okay. So the one time that I went there is it was like an hour before they opened. I'm just really bad with time. I got there and we just kind of walked around the back of the building. We just kind of walked around and I'm just like, I'm not waiting an hour. Yeah. And then, you know, but legit it is, I could throw a rock. It's like, it's like 10 miles down the road. Yeah. So I will be there. I, I, it's on my list. So I, I went there one time I was going to, um, uh, Louisville. I was going to Louisville for a drag queen show with one of my friends and we stopped there the night before we were spending the night at a friend's house before we went all the way down to Louisville and um, we stopped there for the night and we got to do the whole tour. We went down to apparently the tunnel that goes to hell. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's so sick. For those who don't know, look up Bobby Mackey um, Music World. It's in, is in, it's Kentucky. I know that. But do you know what city it's in? I want to say that it's, is it Latonia? I thought it started with an L. Maybe that's correct. I, I, like yeah, I, said, I mean, I it's like legit. Here. It's like Northern Kentucky. It is. Yeah. It's the the Covington, Newport, Latonia area. It's like, it's right over from downtown Cincinnati. But that place is so freaking, it's it's a country Western bar. And it's just, it's sick. There was, if you look up, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, but um, he was uh, possessed and they had um, someone come and talk the spirits out of him. And it's online, it's on YouTube and it is sick. I have not seen that. Oh, I will have to watch. It's grainy because it's, I think maybe the early nineties. So like the footage isn't like the best, but like, oh, but you can hear and know what's going on. Oh my God. It's insane. And that guy, he was the caretaker there. And I want to say he, he lived upstairs in, in like an attic area or something. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, well, I don't know if I didn't go upstairs, but uh, he lived in the upstairs from my, from what I remember. And like he ended up passing away there too. I think a couple of months before I went, which this is like, I don't know, maybe six, seven years ago now at this time. So it's sick. If you get to go and if you like, all you, I think you can even ask at the door, like, can I take the tour? And they do like tours where they take you downstairs and they take you through the dressing rooms and all that. And they tell you all the stories. It's just, it's, it's something else there. 
I think maybe I'm just like so spoiled. I'm like, oh, that's right down the street. I can go anytime I want. And I think that's kind of what it is, is, you know, because these other, like the Waverly's and the, the Tennessee trip, it's, it's a trip. Yeah. So yeah. Well, you know what? This I is agree like a with- Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Cause you know, I lived in Akron for the majority of my life. And then I never went to the pro football hall of fame. And it was literally 10 minutes from my house. Yeah. I never, ever went. And now I, I mean, I've loved football since I was a child. So why I never went, I just, like you said, basically took advantage of just living there. Like, oh, I can go whenever. And I never did. And now I live in Montreal and I'm like, man, I regret never going. Yeah. You're like, it's so far away. Yeah. I went to the rock and roll hall of fame, but I didn't go to the pro wrestling hall of fame. So I was like, man, why didn't I take advantage of it while I was there? Yes. Yes. Cause I know that you, you are a Browns fan. I am a Bengals fan. So it's kind of one of those Ohio struggles, but we've already played once yep. and the Browns got the best of us because you have Hunt and you have Chubbs and they are amazing. Yeah. Well, Chubbs is injured. He got his MCL. Injured. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The, uh, playing the Cowboys, but you know what? They said no surgeries required. So hopefully after a little bit of a uh, therapy, he'll be back on the field. Hopefully he doesn't have to take a week off, but we'll see. We'll see. Good. Yeah. We finally got, we we, we got our first win. So good. We got a good quarterback. It's just the defense doesn't know what to do. You know what? As a Browns fan, I totally understand. I know you get it. I know. And you know, it's good fun. I mean, we never really discuss sports too much. I mean, we're too busy usually discussing paranormal and ghosts. Yeah. There's so many other random things. (laughs) And speaking of, of paranormal we'll kind of switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit of horror now i'm not a fan of the horror movies uh as i got older i'm like yo this could legit happen and i'm not down with that so i've kind of slid a bit away from that i like a little bit of suspense here and there but horror movies not my thing but tell me what is what is your classic go-to halloween horror movies to watch okay so growing up I loved all the like gory, just massive grossness movies. So like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and um, like the Evil Dead movies and like Hellraiser. Like, I don't know. Like I was just a messed up kid (laughs) over there. But no, like the older I get, like, you know, there's the classics and I like like the Devil's Rejects. Um... Oh, there's just so, I like, I find, like, today I watched The Evil Deads 1 and 2, and then I watched uh, um, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, so, yeah, it's what, just. What an icon she is. Uh, yeah, she's like the OG, triple OG. Yeah, definitely, I agree with that, like, I mean, and can you get more stunning? Even now, like, I I know she does things here and there with different horror cons and stuff. But like, I've seen her on RuPaul's Drag Race. I mean, obviously I mentioned, you know, I went to a drag show eight hours away. Um, (laughs) So I've seen her on there and she's still, oh my God, she's still beautiful. It doesn't look like she's really even aged. Yes. So, well, we've worked with her before because we were part of a a horror convention. Mm -hmm. And so we used to get Elvira all the time. And she is one of the nicest individuals, which is really good because, you know, they say don't meet your heroes and things like that because you just don't know how they are. But she's a sweetheart and she's gorgeous. She's in her like 60s. Mm -hmm. And she's just because when she's not in 
the get up, you know, and she's Mm -hmm. just Cassandra Peterson. She is a hot looking old woman. I'm just like, oh my God, like, I want to be you. So whatever she did, like in the 80s and the 90s, she maintained. Yeah, I mean, stunning, stunning. Like, I I mean, obviously when she's on RuPaul's Drag Race, she's on there as Elvira, as the character. And I mean, I just, I hope that my body maintains, I mean, she might've had a little plastic surgery here or there, I'm guessing, Um, but still like immaculate. Oh yeah. And even if I had to continue with, you know, surgeries and stuff, Mm -hmm. I mean, do it. She looks good. She's happy. Yeah, that's really all that matters. I mean, yep. See, now when I was in high school, my big thing, because you spoke about a little bit of gore, every year at Halloween, I went to see the Saw movies. I loved the Saw movies. Now I'm like, nah, like I said, that could happen because people are sick in this world. And I understand that a lot more now that I'm a bit older. But whoo, I love those when I was probably 18 to like 25 when those were coming out. The first couple ones are like real good. And then I can't even tell you the layout. I, I think there's seven of them. Or I think so. Crazy. Yeah. So it's like, I've seen all of them, but the ones that I really remember, like the first two or three, because isn't Donnie Wahlberg in the second one? Oh man. I have, I don't even remember. Yeah. It's been years, years. I'm pretty sure. Them. I'm pretty sure it's the second or the third one. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Donnie Wahlberg. So <laughs> Of course, new kids on the block. That's what's up. Yeah. But you know what? Another one of my, it's, I guess you wouldn't even call it a horror is uh, Blair Witch Project, but like underscore that. Cause like the sequel, not the sequel that came out like two, three years ago, the like actual sequel called Book of Shadows. Oh my God. Like, I don't think people understand how good that movie is. And the soundtrack, by the way, is phenomenal. Well, it's funny you say that because a lot of people did not like the second one at all. I don't like, get it. And I mean, yeah, that's, it's actually really good. And I just remember seeing the first one. I was with my mom and my aunt and my uncle, and we went to the, to see, you know, Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. And it was when we legitimately thought it was like found footage. Yes. Yes. And, and theaters, I was crazy. I remember back then I was watching like entertainment tonight or some, one of those shows like TMZ before TMZ. And uh, the girl Heather was mm-hmm. like, Oh, my dad loves like all the things. And his name is this. And it was his AOL screen name. So like, I actually talked to her dad, like, I don't know how old I was. I was a teenager. <laughs> I was like, yo, I love Blair Witch. I can't believe. And like, he fed into it too. He was like, yeah, it's real. I can't believe like, you know, I, you know, whatever, like, obviously it wasn't real. That's awesome. The whole perspective, I was off there. Cause obviously she's on entertainment tonight. She didn't die in the woods, but you know, whatever it was that whole, like blurring the line of what was real and what wasn't. And it was amazing to me, but yeah. I'm cause I, yeah. Cause I think we saw it legit the first day The it was the first weekend for sure. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like up in the air. They're like, Ooh, what's going on with this movie? Is this really something? So, God, I haven't seen that movie in some years. I have to add that to my list because right now I'm doing the the Halloween yeah. 31, you know, so. Oh, there's lots of people that do that. Like I said, I'm too afraid nowadays to do that kind of stuff. I'm like, wait, what, what am I watching? 
What's funny, that's how I am with the paranormal stuff. Cause I'm like, mm, cause I believe in that. So this oh. could totally happen. Like I remember growing up as a kid, the movie, The Entity mm-hmm. was the most terrifying thing ever. And I think that's kind of what sparked my interest mm-hmm. in like paranormal po- poltergeist type thing. So exorcisms and all that. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I fell in love with it. Well, I fell in love with it. I I really got into it because I was liking the TV shows, like the ghost hunters and stuff like that. And um, so I think like going from there and then actually going and doing the hunts, like I do it a bit differently because I met a woman in, um, I, I want to say it was Pennsylvania, maybe she was a uh, Wiccan and she did like this whole prayer poem type thing not really a prayer because she's Wiccan but this like poem and like it was beautiful and basically it was like look I'm here to learn about you I'm not here to harm you and it, she had like sage and like other um other like little, purification type yeah purification type yeah things. so every time I go into which I haven't done in a long time but every time I would go into a place that is said to be haunted Cause like, I would never go in saying, okay, this place is haunted unless I had an experience there. Cause I don't know, I'm a little bit different, I guess. And, uh, but this woman, like she showed me like what she did. And so like, I would always go in and be like, look, I'm here to learn about you. If you want me to learn about you, but I'm not here to harm you. So I wish that you do me no harm. So in that process, I've never really had a negative situation that I've had with the paranormal. And I know it's up for, you know, everybody's opinion, whether or not they believe it or not. I happen to, but like, I go in skeptic because like, I don't want to go in being like, oh no, this is legitimate, you know, until I experience something. And most places I've gone to, like I said, I go in respectfully and I've had very good experiences. Oh yeah. You definitely have to go in, you know, respectfully. Um, I always, you know, protect myself with the white light and I may have a little, bag of crystals and herbs and stuff in one pocket you know but like you know just kind of you know go in there bless yourself and then yeah you never want it that's the biggest pet peeve that I have is watching these like goat like ghost yeah. shows and they're just like hey mother effer ah, like they're yeah like I hope they mess with you I hope they get you like, yeah like but I mean, honestly, I mean, it is TV too. So they're doing it probably yeah. mostly for, you know, the ratings that they can get in the commercial. Like, oh, look, people will tune in if it looks like I just got, you know, scratched down my back because I was being a complete a-hole. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, for sure. But What are you going to do with these people on TV? You know, it, it, a lot of it to me is like wrestling. You never know what is real and what isn't. Like there was one uh, show I was watching. I can't remember which one it was, but um, it was a live Halloween episode. And I swear, I don't, I can't tell you which one it was. I don't remember. Um, But one of them was talking and you heard like a recorded voice talk. And they're like, oh my gosh, did you hear that? I'm like, that legit sounds like somebody just rewound and played something. (laughs) Like that wasn't, you know what I mean? That was like clear as day. That was not in my opinion. But like I said, they're doing TV. So they're blurring that line of reality, just like we do in wrestling. Oh, yeah. I mean, I totally that's why I can't watch reality TV. Because I'm just like, because it's not reality. Like, so I just I stop right there. But yeah, when it comes to like, I'm also like you like, I believe 
in a lot of paranormal and, and spirity things, but until I have an experience, then that's like, you know, the moment I'm just like, well, I don't care what y'all believe. Mm-hmm. I know what I believe. So yeah. it's, same thing. Like if you meet somebody also in wrestling, if you meet somebody and be like, oh, they're, they're a jerk or they're a horrible person. You're like, look, I have never had a problem with this person. We're copacetic. So I'm sorry. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, uh, you got to remember people have bad days too. So like, if you meet somebody and they're not the nicest, I mean, sometimes they might just be having a rough day, but if you get like the majority of people are like, no, they're just genuinely not a nice person, then you're probably onto something. Yeah, that's true. All right, Heather, this has been awesome. I love talking everything with you because we can just vibe off of each other and it's awesome. And I know October is like the month to have Heather Owens on because of everything (laughs) that we talked about, the horror, the uh, paranormal, everything like that. So I just want to take a minute and say thank you so very much for having, or not for having me, but for letting (laughs) uh, yourself be out here on Talking Sass with me. And I hope that we can do this again. Yeah, I had a blast. Like, I haven't talked to you in forever. And the last time we were face to face, it was, you know, our Florida awesome, you know, bonding trip. Mm-hmm. So no, I love talking to you. And I'm glad we can share in all of this and share it with everybody else have some good stories for them. <laughs> Definitely. And when COVID's over, we need to go back to Florida and just chill in the ocean. I agree. Hey guys, thanks for sticking with this episode with me and Heather. You know, it is so much fun for me to sit down and talk to some of my friends I haven't seen in a while and see what they're really getting into right now. So I hope you'll go and follow Heather on all of her social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It is H2Owens. And then don't forget to subscribe to her podcast as well, the Best Friends Show podcast and also Pop Drunk. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe to Talking Sass, either on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Sassy Steffi. And of course, Facebook.com slash official Sassy Steffi. And Patreon. That's the best thing you can join. You get all sorts of fun, exclusive content from me. I have several, all my episodes. Plus, I have a bonus episode. Plus, I have word association. There's so many fun exclusives. So make sure you go to Patreon.com slash Sassy Steffi and subscribe there today, too, as well. And until next time, guys, stay safe. Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room, 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and 
Who could have planned? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out, WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. Yeah, you get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation radio network.